Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of Big League Flicks, a sports movie podcast. I'm Jamie McKinman, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Webster and Jordan Reed. How are we doing tonight, boys? Boys, we're back. We are back and new and improved. Uh, good to be back. Big time movie to be back with, too. JR? Oh, we're coming in hot on this one, and it's great to be Woo! back, fellas. Let's get her going. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. We've had a little bit of a hiatus. We've got, uh, you know, some busy times in everyone's lives right now, but it's good to be back in the flow. And tonight we've got an all-time classic. I know it's one of the favorites of ours. We wanted to come back strong. And tonight we're actually taking it back to 1993 with one of our all-time favorites with The Sandlot. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. Got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bop for apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, homie, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squidge, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. You guys know the drill. So before we get into the movie, we're going to crack open the tops on a couple of cold beers here. So without further ado, let's get into our brew review. What are we drinking tonight, Webb? Well, boys, this week we decided to sneak into old Wendy Peppercorn's medicine cabinet and grab us a pint of Squint Sunflower Seed Ghosts from our <laughs> friends at Left Field Brewery. The classic ballpark snack, now in a beer. 
Brew with sea salt and Ontario malt sunflower seeds from barn owl malt. Squints is puckingly sour and refreshingly complex. Gentle salt, spice, and a zippy acidity balance the unique earthy and nutty flavors of sunflower seeds. For more information on this and many of their other fine beers and products, be sure to check them out at leftfieldbrewery.ca or give them a follow on all your favorite social media platforms. And as always, Big Luke Flukes reminds you to please enjoy responsibly and always ensure you have a safe ride home. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Not bad seeing how Webb has well, one of those well in a while. Webb well. coming in hot there. That was, that was, Ooh, that he was, was smooth. He was smooth. I have been forewarned about this one, about the unique taste. Oh, boy. Oh. That's an interesting one. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I do. One more sip. You're killing me, Smalls. I'm going to take two more. One more sip. Yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of, I, maybe I'll start here. You I, can go. I feel like. Uh, wow. Oh. I feel like a, a squints will be because of what happens after you take a sip of this baby. I, I felt like I just sucked on a lemon. And maybe some pine tar. I don't know. And then you, but you get the hint of the sunflower seeds at the end. Oh. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a good hint or not. I'm, Ooh, I'm this... not a huge fan of this one. I'm gonna <laughs> say I love the can. I've had some left field beers that are amazing, so don't. Get, I'm not trashing the brewery at all in this sense. Um, yeah, I just don't know if I'm a big fan of their sunflower seed ghosts. I. I, uh, this isn't very good. <laughs> Let's call it it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a tough one. A tough um, <laughs> this is not good. Uh, it tastes and like I put my hand into my old baseball <laughs> pants and pulled out the sunflower seed that was in the bottom of that bag oh, boy. from the year before. It was kind of moist and soggy. Not Bru- good. I'm Bru- sorry. The 1993 uh, sunflower <laughs> seeds from JR's batting glove. 93, Bruno Alomar, catch the taste sunflower seeds. I catch no, the not taste. very good. Uh, sorry, one. Leftfield Brewery. I, this is really bad. It's a tough one. I was forewarned about this one. Uh, shout out to Alex. Alex gave me the forewarning saying, Webb, you are not going to enjoy this one. But I said, we're doing Sandlot. There's a beer named after Squints. We got to try it. This is something else. I can't imagine this one's heavy in the old rotation at left field. No. No. That's a tough one. This one's getting put on waivers. This one, ah. Yeah, I was going to say, this might be in rookie league. That might be. Ooh. Sure. Well, as we mentioned, we are doing The Sandlot. It was directed by David Mickey Evans. Distributed in 1993 by 20th Century Fox. Got a 7.8 rating on Internet Movie Database and got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Had a paltry budget of $7 million, but grossed $34.3 million at the box office. I would have thought this would have been a higher one. Mm. Considering it was 93, and I think we did Mighty Ducks was, what, 92? A lot of kid movies in this, this yeah. time frame. I know uh, in 93 when we are talking about baseball movies uh rookie of the year came out in 93 as well so maybe i don't maybe it was just oversaturated with some of that stuff and people were, big league was in around that time 94 too, yeah, yeah okay, so really, I I feel like this movie kind of hit its stride later yeah, yeah it's definitely. like people kind of caught on to it it's absolutely. definitely had the lasting power but we'll get into that later yeah yeah absolutely so music by david newman of the famous newman family uh starring tom geary mike vitar patrick renna dennis leary Karen Allen, and the legendary James Earl Jones. Quick movie synopsis here. In the summer of 1962, brainy, reserved fifth grader Scotty Smalls moves with his mother and stepfather to the Los Angeles suburbs, where he initially experiences difficulty making friends. 
After a local athletic dynamo kid befriends him, Smalls joins a band of baseball buddies as they embark on an epic summer adventure that none of them will ever forget. Let's jump into our character review and let's start out with our boy Scotty Smalls, played by Tom Geary. Scotty Smalls is that guy in your group of friends who uh, you need a brainiac in there, guys. And he's your unathletic brainiac that fits that stereotype. Um athlete not an athlete that's right and we need some of those people with his rector sets or whatever it is <laughs> i i think he's the character that's kind of important though you need obviously he's important but you need him in around you need that like kind of whipping boy the unknowing guy you he's that person in a friend group who's just not going to ever kind of you're just you're forcing him to basically start liking what you're like and benny the jet basically tries to make him cool yeah He's a horrible baseball player. Smalls is that kid that you tell your parents you're going over to their house so that you know that you can be trusted. That's what that's who yep. Smalls is. Yeah, you're yeah. sleeping over at Smalls, but that's who knows right. what you're doing? That's, that's a really right. good point, Webb. Yeah. So Scotty Smalls, I, I mean, he has this is me being a softy, but he kind of brings the romantic notion of baseball a little bit too. You yeah. know, he, he deep down he loves it. He just doesn't know how to be good at it, essentially. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do with somebody who's not very good? Yeah, stick him in left field. Yep. So let's call it like it is. And he's got the worst wardrobe of anybody in the entire film. His oh, hat? Easily. That hat game is sad. His hat's terrible. <laughs> I was going to say a thing that tonight we should all bring the worst hat we have in our collection. Oh, my God. That I don't think you have a bad hat. <clears throat> I got so a couple. Tough, I, got one that, I, I got one that's like, it literally says on it, this is your basic hat. <laughs> His, any Ottawa Senators hat he has. Oh, oh good you. Let's call it like it is. Uh, yeah, so hit that hat. That thing's atrocious. Um, Webb, I just say he's your, he's your geeky friend. You got to have kicking around. Yeah, Smalls, Smalls is your your character that you need. I actually like the fact that you you hear this entire movie through his perspective. Right? Yeah. It just gives it an interesting take on a traditional kind of sports movie uh, story. Right? Like the fact that we get it through his his eyes and not through, you know, like the superstar eyes. Like mm-hmm. if we, if we were to get this movie through Benny, the jets perspective, it would be completely the different, completely different or porters or any of those guys. The fact that you get it through like the nerdy kid that really has no business being there. It, it adds, uh, it adds something to this movie. And I think it's part of the reason why it has that staying power. More mm-hmm. people can relate to it. Yeah. Um, just because you get non-athletes who love this movie too. Absolutely. He's very relatable. He's yeah. very relatable to a lot of people. And I and like a lot of every friend group has guys that are like not the greatest athletes, amazing guys though. And you'll always take them everywhere and you'll always like fight to the death for them. Like you know what I mean? Like they they're just such good people, such they help you out in so many ways. Maybe they're not good at sports, but who cares? Like that—that's why the friend groups always work really well. Like there's just guys that have different strengths, and Scotty Smalls is the guy that, uh, like you said, he's—he's he's, he's the brainiac of the group. One thing that's kind of neat to see with him—you guys kind of touched on that—is how you can tell he never really had friends, and yep. I think that's the relatable part. All of a sudden, you're seeing him and have some happiness, yeah. Even though he's yeah. completely ignorant, to essentially what's going on, yeah. But you see him have a little happiness, and that's a little bit of the heartstrings. And you just, yeah, you just root for him at all times. Yeah. Let's jump into the guy that is just, he's just like another level of sports movie character. Uh, Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, a.k.a. Benny the Jet, played by Mike Vitar. The greatest. 
He's the goat. He literally is the goat of baseball movie. He's the best baseball goat cl- sports movies for me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He's right up there. He's so cool. He's accommodating. He's amazing friend. He's a leader. He's a leader. He's a humanitarian. He's a heck of a base runner. He can get out of a pickle better than I've ever seen anybody in my life. He loves animals. He loves he loves everybody. <laughs> He's also the most He'll paint the back porch. He can throw and he can pass. <laughs> he's he's definitely the most inclusive character in any of the sports movies we've done and probably will do. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, there's a hard you're you're gonna have a hard time finding something negative to say about Benny the Jet. And I feel like Benny the Jet, at least where I grew up, I'll talk about this later, but at least where I grew up, there was always that one person who was Benny the Jet. And to me, when I was very young, there was a guy named Kenton Hubbard. He was the Benny the Jet of our neighborhood. He was older than us, but he could hit it over the fence. He could play baseball. He played rep ball. He was older, like way older than us, but he was our Benny the Jet growing up. You, you idolized this guy. So he could just do everything. Nice. And I, I'll talk a little more about this later. And loves the game. Just loves it. Loves it. Yeah. And loves it oozes out of him and he wills his guys. Even though they're not that fancy, he just wills them to victories. I love him. He's the best. Yeah, there's nothing you can really Handsome say. Handsome prick, too. Oh. Yeah, he'd probably do okay. Yeah. In anything he wanted to do. And his yep. kindness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing really to add. Let's move on to Hamilton Porter. The, the great Hambino. Played by Patrick Renna. He's your fat catcher. <laughs> you know in a friend group too? He's the fat guy? You put the fat guy, fat guy catcher sometimes uh, back then. Uh, important. He could, <laughs> he could handle a pitcher. He could rattle a batter. Uh, he could hit a little bit. Um, I question his uh, if he actually was a good catcher or not overall. But, you know, when they played that team, he was pretty good. He was mouthy. He got in people's heads. He had a little bit of Jake Taylor in him when he went to talk to the Ooh, opposing yeah. hitters. Um, overall, I think... Who would you compare him to? As a catcher? Uh, to like a, uh, not, I don't, I'm not going to say modern day. I'm just going to say any day major league catcher. Oh, jeez. Deonor Navarro. Ooh, good call. Because he's fat? Essentially, I feel like Deanna, hit, I feel like hit Deanna, a bit. I feel like Deanna Navarro is a way better like physical athlete though. Deanna Navarro can handle the bat though. Yeah, handle yeah. and can hit. And I, uh, I don't see. Navarro I don't some see charisma. He I don't charisma. see Hamilton Porter fielding a, a wild pitch very well. <laughs> if, if, Nunez, if Nunez gets one up high, gets the heater up high and out of the strike zone, it's getting away from him quite easily. Yeah. That's a pass ball and then some. I love him. I love that. I love the yappiness of him. Yeah. I do like that aspect yeah. of him. Is that your sister? I would feel naked. I would say like maybe a lo- like a really really poor man's Brian McCann. Ooh, really poor man's Brian McCann. Yeah, yeah, that like yappy edgy, that Brian edgy. McCann. Like maybe Brian McCann was chunky as a kid, and that was him. You know. Yeah, the edginess of him. Yeah, McCann was. Edgy. I don't know. Brian McCann's like the the keeper of all things baseball, though. P- Porter doesn't strike me as that guy. Oh, I think he, he is. takes tradition. You think so? I think he takes yeah. it seriously. You know how he's memorized history. He knows yeah, all about okay. the Bambino. He's big on like, you know, the the ins and outs of the game. He's kind of big on that. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Fellas. He didn't want to bring a newbie into the group. Yeah, okay, initially. fair enough. When he yells that play ball, though, oh, that's gruff on the ears. That that voice of him. And when he takes on the takes on the, the hoity toity rich kids, he's you know he's pretty he's he's he a leader up. there. He steps yeah, up okay. for the fellas sure, on that yeah. one. Okay. Brian McCann's like he's good at going the opposite field. I'll give you that. He hit. Yeah, he represents the Sandlot. Yes, he does he have is. a lot of pride. Your catcher, you want a lot of pride in the Sandlot. He does oh, bring yeah. some pride. Yeah. But he is the token fat kid in the friend group who catches for yeah. sure. 
Uh, let's move on to Michael Squints Paladoris, played by Chauncey Leopardi. Leopardi. Leopardi? I don't know. MVP of the team, no? Another legend. Yeah. <laughs> He's off the field, MVP. Yeah. Hall of Famer off the field. Let's call it like it is. Okay? He might have... Other he swings than, the biggest bat. Other yeah. than the narrator, I think Squints has the best quotes in the movie. He's yeah. up there. Yeah, Good chirpy center fielder. Yeah. He's a moderate center fielder at best. Oh, no. Okay. He's not the center fielder. He's playing... Because we had this debate before. No, Benny's playing... the center fielder. Oh, yeah. Because I have they the official put two lineup. on two on there. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry. I have the actually yeah, yeah. official lineup later, but I believe Squints was the... Sh- he was either the shortstop or the second base. I no, Yaya was, was second. Yaya was shortstop. Bertram Yaya was second. Was shortstop. Tommy and Timmy. Where was Squints? Timmy and Tommy are Squints third. third and Squints was Timmy, in right then. Yeah. I thought Timmy and Tommy were the uh, corners. Squints was in right, so I'll have to get to the actual uh, lineup. Yeah. There's Timmy and Tommy and Yaya and uh, Bertram, and then Squints and Benny and Smalls. Field. I can tell you right now, Squints was the right fielder. Right field. I can sorry. see it right now. Sorry. My question is, are right fielder? I was going to say, it doesn't really look like he's got arm strength for a right fielder. Yeah. But Benny was in. I'll give you the lineup now. So Ham, Ham Porter was catcher. First baseman, Timmy Timmons. Second baseman, Bertram Weeks. Third was Tommy Timmons. Yeah. There you Short go. was Yaya. Left field, Scotty Smalls. Center field, Benny the Jet. And then Squints was in right. Kenny DeNunez was your pitcher. There's your lineup. But let's just say, like, what we're all thinking here. Squints is the legend. Hall of Famer off the field. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Put him in the Hall of Fame for sure off the field. Huge, 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 huge bat. The, uh, like, he is the Louisville Huge slugger. wrench. The takedown. <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> the greatest... The apex of the yeah. yeah, there might not be a better sports generation. There might not sure. be a better sports movie. I don't even know what I don't. I don't love interest. Love interest. Thank you. Uh, then then Peppercorn. That's for sure. She's the greatest. It's I have one Peppercorn T-shirt. I mean, maybe Julie the cat. Maybe what's her name? Oh, Julie the cat. Julie the cat. Honorable mention. No, she's not, just not, great not, glove hand. It's all no, Wendy Peppercorn. Not not Julie. She wasn't really. She wasn't a love interest in the Mighty Ducks. She was a love interest in uh, Little Big League. Oh, that's right. Or was it Little Big League? Or was or it Rookie of the rookie Year? The, I can't remember. We'll have to do the Which both. one was she in? She was in Rookie of the Year. I rookie believe. of the Year. Henry Roland Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Rookie she was year. Rookie of the Year love interest. Uh, the only other one I would put would be Rene Russo and Tin Cup. Doctor. Oh. What I forget her. Still peppercorn. No peppercorn for me too. Yeah. Yeah. As a '93, like what about uh, what's her name there? Uh, Little Giants, your girl, Icebox. Icebox. Icebox and Devin Sawa. What's his character's name? Yeah. He had a cannon. There you go. The kid had an absolute cannon. Massive wrench. He was like he reminded me that Justin Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Herbert's a stud. Stud. All right, let's move on to Bill. They don't even give him the last name. Played by Dennis Leary. That's the stepdad. Dennis Leary's character in this was something else. I don't know what to say. The most like not interested, you know. But the thing is, you know, Dennis Leary loves baseball. Yeah, that's the thing. If you knew Dennis Leary, even back then, you know, Dennis Leary loves baseball and loves the Boston Red Sox. I wonder if they put the clamps on him. He didn't the, get to do much in this. Movie. His Ooh. facial reactions, his facial reactions when he started to have a catch with Scotty, you're just like, oh, he feels this kid's brutal. He's just annoyed like he normally is. And but. like the glove when he first sees it, he's like, this thing's terrible. Yeah. And then like obviously the iconic scene. <laughs> in the face of the ball and puts yeah. this thing of meat on it. <laughs> there, put a best, nice steak on it. Best line. I would be putting a nice steak. That's I'm not 60s waste a nice parent, steak on Best it. line of that, too, is 
can't gotta be. watch out for the curve like he, <laughs> yeah like, totally cranks him in the face accidentally he drops and, a curve yeah on him. just drops that. a curve on him and the smug look of dennis larry hey let's be honest lab. though like you guys know once we start playing catch two throws in you're working on junk oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're like all right now i'm throwing knucklers throw. and curves and everything oh, yeah. else whether they're gonna work or not oh no it's gonna That's be a road. flat spinning curve that doesn't move anywhere and you're like did it break did it break did it break <laughs> <laughs> my, my buddy jay latulip always bugs me he always laughs at me because uh no matter where I go, and you could literally go and check my car right now. There's fuck. There's ball gloves in the car. I always have like four or five ball gloves in the in the trunk and like three or four balls. Always, no matter where I go. And he got, Jay would always laugh. He'd be like, "All right, open your trunk. Let's see how many ball gloves you got in there." And I do. I always have like two for whatever reason, because I just love having a catch. And like, like anytime Jay and I get together, we always we, <laughs> he makes jokes about it, and then we literally have a catch right after. And we, within two pitch or two throws in, we're throwing junk back and forth. That's just how it is. And then your arm's sore for a week. <laughs> oh yeah, It'd blow your elbow. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's move on to Mr. Myrtle, played by James Earl Jones, who is not a baseball fan. Well, we talked about this earlier on yep. Field of Dreams, didn't we? Not boys. Yeah, yeah. He's for been a guy who doesn't too like baseball, iconic time in. Um, I I think with him, I remember it surprised me because I was like, "That's the guy from Field of Dreams." The voice alone. And the way he carries himself makes him very believable to me yeah. from being from that era. Yeah. Um, I think making him blind was a nice thing to add in. I don't know how it it fit. It was fitting. And then that scene where he goes in and they meet, you know, they meet him after they see Petra to Pickle the Beast. They meet him and that's a cool scene yep. that I, I think people forget about in that movie sometimes. I'm being serious right now. Like I think that it, scene and the interaction between them is really cool. I think him being blind is works really well because... He's a really nice guy, mm-hmm. and I think in order to like make him a really nice guy that just stays away from people, it made sense for him to be blind because he's kind of like, one, it's, it's harder for him to get out and do things, but also it's something that maybe he's a little bit like, you know, shy about gun or whatever, shy gun shy, or yeah. whatever it is. Like, so it, so, and it creates the mystique of this like crazy guy that owns this place that has this dog that's going to eat people and whatever uh it kind of helps build that up because if he had just been like a normal guy that was super friendly and like had all these amazing stories to tell you'd be like why didn't he just come out of his house earlier Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think that helps with it and i love how they they kind of left it open and they didn't say where he played necessarily he did some barnstorming stuff which is very true to what that time frame would have been with like that era that would have been the Negro leagues and all of that. So I think that I love how that was part of it. It's like, this guy was like, he had his day. He was like a, a Negro league guy. Uh, like, he was a like Negro also, league Babe Ruth. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I, I love how that, um, that was tied into it. it made a really interesting and cool segment to within it, especially for people that love baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got nothing to add. Really, really well-written character. Very well, for sure. Let's jump into some uh, other known characters in the movie, or lesser-known characters or notables. I'm going to shout out to Smalls' mom, who is hands down the coolest character in the movie. Karen Allen. Way, way cooler awesome. Way cooler than, first and foremost, her kid, who's a total dork. But uh, her, her, Dennis Leary did all right. No. Dennis Leary's kicking past the coverage, as JR likes to say. <laughs> Uh, he's doing well beyond his means there. Uh, 
Yeah, she's fantastic. She's hilarious. The fact that she basically makes fun of her kid without actually making fun of her kid by saying, like, get outside and make some friends, you loser, oh, yeah. uh, is hilarious to me. I, I loved everything about her. She's she's my uh, she's my honorable mention shout out. Awesome. I Obviously, I'm going to bring up uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Of course. I think we would be miss if she didn't uh, wasn't brought up in this. Uh, still one of the most iconic baseball or sports movie characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's on record of being in love with Wendy Peppercorn as well. <laughs> I think everybody liked Wendy Peppercorn. I think maybe Bryce Harper was born the year this was yeah, made. <laughs> but I mean, you know, every, yeah. all, everyone's watched this movie. It's so iconic. That everyone yeah. loves Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. I mean, there's a few other ones, Jamer. Go ahead. I just wanted to give a shout out to Bertram Grover Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> still haven't found him from the Played 60s. By Trent Gulf. He's still MIA. Uh, and Kenny DeNunez, uh, Brandon Quentin Adams, uh, another guy like Mike Vitar, who was in the Mighty Ducks series. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So kind of. Timmy cool. and Tommy were annoying. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Super annoying. I didn't yeah. really like them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to mention them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had them on my thing. The only reason I wanted to mention Yeah is because they did a reunion recently. And he, when you look, when they did like the Where Have They Been Lately, he was like one of those guys that went on roids later and he was like a complete jabroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah to me, it looks like he was like a, a throwaway for like the Jersey Shore cast. Exactly. Like he, he I didn't want to. He strikes me as like a situation but... guy. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. He he looks like that guy. Yeah, he totally went the whole way of Mike the situation. The situation. <laughs> Cabs are here. Cabs. Cabs are here. <laughs> it's t-shirt time. T-shirt time. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some quotes here. What quotes stood out for you in this movie? Oh, There's some God. beauties in this one. Obviously. I have the one I did write a couple down. Um, I think the idea that it's timeless as well is pickling the beast. Of course. I never even knew what a pickle was. I'm not going to lie to you. We used to call them a rundown or a toxic. Oh, we called trade. them pickle. We, we called, called them pickle. pickle. I didn't yeah. know We used to play was. that as an actual game at recess. Yeah. We used to call it we did. we did. We used to get into it. We used to have a pickle game. Did we you play it at recess? We played at recess and we played in our neighborhood. Yeah, well, and you we, guys didn't know what was going on. Did you call it the spud? Shut up. <laughs> P.E.I. We're going to play Bud. <laughs> what should we call it? Let's call it the Spud. Yeah, instead of a ball, we call it the potato. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, we called it Runner, but Pickle and the Beast, what a great Summerside thing. called it Pickle. Oh, yeah. Oh. They, they were always ahead of the times so there uh, in Summerside. They had their hands in their pickles. That's what they had. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Pickle and the Beast, I think, is a legendary term. He pickled the beast. Benny the jet pay. I think, anyway, that's obviously we'll go around on a few, but go ahead, Web. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's uh, Jeez. He got me too many to think of. Uh, Bertrand getting lost in the 60s. Yes. A classic. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to cut any of Jamer's grass. No, yet. you cut cut as much grass. I was going to say the the heroes or uh, heroes are, are, heroes live forever. Yeah, thank you. Heroes live forever. Legends never die. The babe. Yeah. Uh, what else is a good one? Um, Bertram again with oh I almost forgot Chaw, the big stuff yeah and, and he, they all dip there uh, that's famous a, last words yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and that scene is just so gross uh, what else I got uh, the great Hambino I mean there's all kinds of there's all kinds of, oh the heater sent your sister out left field naked Ham Porter another <laughs> classic one his chirps know. alone just the Hambino oh, when he's playing oh like that, that sequence where it's, it's all his dialogue nerves, where they're playing against the other yeah. uh, the rich kids yeah if my sister was as ugly as you I'd shave her butt and tell her to walk or if my dog was as ugly as you I'd tell her or I'd shave classic. her butt and tell her to walk backwards yeah 
there's there's all there's too many i I don't know i i didn't write any down i'm just trying to go off the top of my head here jay yeah i mean there's some good ones i mean i love the one when they're having like ham hams teach them how to make s'mores hey smalls you want s'more s'more what no do you want s'more i haven't had any yet so how can i have any more of nothing (laughs) (laughs) you're killing me smalls killing me smalls that famous line uh, the narrator had a lot of great ones. The way the narrator... And the narrator actually was the writer and the director of the movie as well, which was Michael Evans. And he had some... Just some of his lines. The way he described the story of, like, after Squints had that scene with Wendy Peppercorn and, and they're walking kissed away. Kissed her long and he kissed her good. Yeah. Just the way, like, he kind of... The narrator's pacing was awesome. It was the way he paced his voice. So good. His pacing, yeah. uh, the way he romanticized the entire movie... Uh, the you know all of the stuff that was going on. I just thought it was just really well done in that. Um, there's some other stuff too. It's like uh, Squint says, "It's about time, Benny. My clothes are drying or going out of style." And then Yaya says, "There already are Squints." <laughs> That's perfect banter, though. Yeah, just the the little banter between Dude, the two. L seven weenies. L seven weenies a great one. Yeah, yeah. he's a square. Um, a loser. Another one that is uh, when um, Babe Ruth comes. Or- you know, whoever, well, who I can't remember the guy who plays him because he's in Field of Dreams. Too. Yeah, he yeah. plays a uh, yeah. Um, the one with the rubber legs. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. one with the rubber legs. I love that. Yeah, that whole scene. Um, what was the other one I had? Benny the Jet. You got a fireplace? Yeah, throw that hat in there. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take my old one. Who signed it? Some lady named Ruth. Yeah, yeah. that's a good icon. Just, there's a lot of great ones in there. It's just, it's a it's a it's got a lot of really good banter. A lot of a lot oh, of yeah. good fun lines and. You know, even as an adult, because we watched it as a kid originally. We quote this it. one all the time. We do, yeah. But that's why it's timeless. The themes yeah. are timeless it's because timeless. you remember back. When yeah. you look at a kid and you yell at them, you're killing me, Smalls, and they have no <laughs> yeah. idea what you're talking about, but you know it's funny. For sure. Yeah. Let's jump into some little known facts. So this movie was actually shot in Salt Lake City, even though it was supposed to be based in the LA suburbs. Hmm. So really? I thought they did a good job because I really didn't, I could you know, I couldn't really tell that it wasn't California. You know, they did a good job there. I know Salt Lake in the I summer. I mean, now when you similar. mention it, I guess, like, you don't see any kind of palm trees whatsoever. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Um, the older and younger Benny the Jet are actually played by real-life brothers, Pablo Vitar and Mike Vitar. So Mike Vitar was the actual younger version that we see throughout the movie. And at the end, where Benny's playing for the Dodgers, that's actually his older brother, Pablo Vitar. So Pablo Vitar uh, went on to become a LAPD cop and mike vitar went on to become uh fire department l l what was it lafd lafd so they were both um the younger brother was a firefighter in la and the older brother was a cop sadly pablo passed away a few years back i guess it would have been about 10 years now um from cancer so kind of a sad kind of end of that story but kind of cool that the two brothers got to play the same character in the same movie that was really pretty neat. neat That's the kid. The, so that kid, he went on to be a firefighter after. He did, he had in he his had residuals. To be, I was gonna say like, too. He's getting some nice residuals, and being in a, like firefighter in L.A., he'd be doing all right too. Yeah, good for him. Oh yeah. boy. So director David Evans had one clear instruction for Chauncey Leopardi uh, during the pool scene when he kisses Wendy Peppercorn. Keep your tongue in your mouth, kid. <laughs> that was his only instruction for him. 
So in order to establish the close bond between Smalls and Benny, the director had Tom Geary and Mike Vitar meet and rehearse together weeks before the rest of the kids showed up to film. It worked out so well that the other kids genuinely believed the two actors had been friends for a long time before they actually realized what, what had happened. Kind of good. It's a good so, idea by the director. Yep. Kids especially. Mm-hmm. Mr. Myrtle, played by James Earl Jones, shows the boys a photo of himself with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Of course, it's a retouched photo. Jones's head was put on the body of Hall of Fame slugger Jimmy Fox, who was the real player pictured in the Ruth and Gehrig photo. This real photo can be seen in many baseball books. I've seen that picture. Yeah. Writer and director David Evans was also the narrator of the film, as we mentioned earlier. Here's one for J.R. P.F. Flyers were brought back for a limited time after this movie came out. You're a big PF flyer. I feel like guy. you can oh, still yeah. order them on Zappos. Yeah, you can get them online. You can get the yeah. old They don't give them away, though. No, no, they're cheap. They're not cheap at all. For most of the filming, the days were very hot. However, during the filming of the pool scene, it was overcast and the water was 56 degrees. Ooh. All the kids were extremely cold and can be seen shivering throughout the scenes. I did notice that with Squints. He was, like, really shivering hard. Yeah. The vomit used in the ride scene was made from... <laughs> Split pea soup, baked beans, oatmeal, a little water, and some movie gel. What the hell's a movie <laughs> gel? Oh, oh, dippity doo. Mystery me. Oh, dippity doo. <laughs> they used uh, paint guns to discharge it, and they actually nailed a few people in real life by accident. Chewing tobacco is made from beef jerky and licorice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> licorice. I couldn't handle that. Black licorice. You oh, black licorice would gross me out. I love black licorice. Oh, oh it's so gross. Sambuca? It. Remember when Murray McGill tried to get me to drink Sambuca? Oh, oh, oh. You gotta keep moving. Keep moving, Jamie. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't handle it. So many of the young actors snuck into, a, during the filming, uh, they snuck into a nearby movie theater to watch Basic Instinct underage. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's great. Funny. That's amazing. I was like an iconic, like, coming of age movie for people uh, like our age. Yeah. Like, Big time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sharon Stone crossing the legs. So, triple horn. <laughs> <laughs> the hat that Kenny is seen wearing is that of the Kansas City Monarchs, which was a legendary team from the Negro Leagues, which uh, I believe Satchel Page and Josh Gibson played for, two of the legends. Contrary to what was previously stated about Babe Ruth not playing with black baseball players due, uh, due to Jackie Robinson not breaking the baseball's color line until 1947 what the film does not explain is that major leaguers used to barnstorm in the offseason with players from negro leagues according to john hallway a negro league historian babe ruth played against negro leaguers in cuba all over new jersey and out west in kansas city and st louis and has been on record stating that josh gibson was one of the greatest players he'd ever seen in real life Brandon Quentin Adams and Mike Vitar, as we mentioned, starred in D2, The Mighty Ducks. So that was a nice connection there. There's a lot of connections. Think of the movies. That's, those are big movies to be in. Huge movies. Huge. Especially that time. Yeah. There would be some nice some residuals from big that. Big three or four years there. Oh, yeah. At, big at that young? That would be quite a wild ride. I bet you they could tell you some great stories. I would think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have some legendary stories. In 1998, Michael Polidorus, a real-life person sued 20th Century Fox and the producers of the film for defamation. Polidorus, a childhood classmate of David Evans, who was the writer and director of the film, claimed that the character Michael Squints Polidorus was derogatory and caused him shame and humiliation. 
trial court found in favor of the filmmakers. This guy didn't get Shocking. it. Shocking. Hit the bricks, buddy. Buddy. Like, you're a loser no trying way. to make a Not only that, you're going to pitch one in 1998, like five years after? Yeah, like, like hit the bricks. Art LaFleur, who played Babe Ruth, who we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, also appeared in Field of Dreams in 1989. In both films, LaFleur played a legendary baseball player who is long since dead, but who could be seen by the main character as a ghost. Yeah, that's a good point. The brand of chewing tobacco Bertram brought to the fair was Big Chief. It's actually fictional, though it was based on two real-life brands, Mail Pouch, which influenced its packaging design, and Red Man, which has influenced the Native American theme. In the scene at the end when Benny is grown up and playing for the Dodgers, his jersey is number three, the same number that Babe Ruth wore throughout his career. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I never, I never picked that. that one up. The film ends with adult Benny the Jet Rodriguez stealing home base. According to historians, Babe Ruth actually stole home ten times in his career. Come on. Serious? That's insane. Ten Come times. On. Babe Ruth. How does he get how moving slow down the is the pitcher? Holy Like, cow. is he one of those guys? You know how, like, Albert Pujols has an insane steal percentage record? Have you ever it's noticed true. that? Yeah, he does. Like, and he has no one believes he's actually going to steal. He has to get huge leads. He actually uh, had seasons, a lot of seasons where he stole, like, 15 or more bases. His baseball IQ was through the roof. Like, his just base running ability yeah. was really, And he really, could just really read pitchers good. and time moves. Maybe but Babe Ruth could. Amazing, maybe. Thanks. I mean, it would make sense. The guys are hitting machines. Like so. Babe Ruth, tiny little feet just going. Babe down. Ruth's like baseball IQ must have been insane. Oh yeah, I think the thing that's crazy anything. to think, right? It's like when you think of Babe Ruth, you just think he's either. Well, you don't even think he's striking out. Probably, you just think he's hitting a home run every time he hits the ball. Yeah. Right. Like it's hard to think mm. that he actually didn't. Which Just makes amazing. hit a double or hit a home run. Just get a base hit or something. Yeah, yeah. it's very wow. rare. I like. I don't even envision him hitting base hits. Like, <laughs> no, I think he just hit it out or he struck out. In the maybe. dead it goes ball back era, to the, it goes back to the yeah. dugout. Yeah, in the dead ball era too. Yeah, yeah. Like you think about like guys in his era, they weren't really hitting home runs. Like a lot of guys, you know what I mean. Like Ty Cobb maybe hit like nine home runs a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just and because that's that dead ball era, right? They're using like pieces of lumber with like a ball that's like has no bounce. Yeah, yeah. It's just like muscling everything out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And like watching Otani now doing what oh he's doing. Oh my god, guys, yeah, he's on fire. Yeah, he's on fire. In the flash forward ending of the movie, we see that Benny grows up to become a professional baseball player for the Dodgers, and Smalls becomes the sportscaster. The filmmakers wanted to film this scene at Dodger Stadium, but there was one problem. They couldn't get the request approved. Thankfully, cinematographer Anthony Richmond pulled some strings. He was apparently friends with uh, team manager Tommy Lasorda, who managed to secure a date for production crew to film the sequence. It definitely made a difference uh, adding the scenes uh, to the scene's authenticity at the end of that movie. Absolutely. I thought it was kind of cool. Yep. It was a really cool. neat. Chavez Ravine is awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that part of the movie because yeah. you really want to know. I know they do the kind of readout of what everyone's doing, but I think it just adds a little more. Yeah, you always are, we, are we to believe that, and I've always wondered this, are we to believe that Benny the Jet was an everyday player for the Dodgers? Or because you think about those situations, right? Or a guy like who's going to steal home, like I think of like a Dalton Pompey a few years back for yep. the Jays, right? Billy Hamilton, yeah, like Lenny Harris. You're yeah. you're you're 
bringing him in as a pinch runner, essentially. Could be. I think he's a veteran fourth outfielder. Yeah. That's a, like a utility guy, maybe now, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I, maybe I, he was a star at one point when he's like said the Jets lost a step or two. I think he's older. Yeah. Maybe he's way. an ex center okay. fielder now, being a fourth yeah. outfielder that makes for the Dodgers or something that makes like sense. that. Yeah. No, I think so, and that's a good point, Web. Or even like you could be thinking. I mean, the 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 the, the quote that he's lost a step. I think let's leads us to believe that there might have been a heyday for him. As maybe a regular guy, yeah. but I do think he's a pinch runner at this point and a fourth outfielder. And, but even if he was always a fourth outfielder, I think that just shows how how much talent there is mm-hmm. in yeah. the world for baseball, and how you always hear these stories of guys how they were like iconic, like larger than life people as kids, and then you know you get lost in the fray when you get into like the draft, and the minor leagues, and everything else, right? Like it's just like. That's how tough the competition is in baseball. Baseball of all sports too. It's like you know half the half of the best talent comes out of like the Dominican and Southern America, South America, like Middle Cuba. America, you know, all Cuba. those places. Like right, like, yeah. you're not just it's not just the U.S. Florida, California, Cuba. There's a lot of in yeah, in Japan and a lot of places. Absolutely, Korea. Korea. I'm gonna say Korea and Japan all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a ton of stuff. Of course. Right? Very difficult. So very cool. Uh, let's jump into our realism review. What was realistic and what was unrealistic about the movie? I'm going to say unrealistic. Pretty much any time they showed Small's athleticism. There's no way that kid is that unathletic. I, like, it's so over the top. It was, it was a little bit much Good for point. me. Uh, we were talking about this before we started filming or recording, I guess we should say. Uh, Nunez doesn't actually ever touch the mound when he pitches. He's standing in front of it. It bothered me. I don't know why, but he's like, if you're going to throw the heater, you better be standing on the mound. And every pitch he throws, it's always up in, like, way up in the strike zone. Like, why these guys are swinging at it beyond me when they're playing the rich kid team. I don't know. Bad eyes on that entire team. Uh, they're they're brutal. Web. Um, the other thing that really always has bothered me, two things. Number one, the fact that they're all wearing jeans in the middle of July in what's supposed to be California would be totally unrealistic. Ugh. I know it's baseball and you're going to wear pants. You're not wearing blue jeans. It'd be so hot in the 60s. I don't care. If Especially no... old jeans. They're yeah. thick in the 60s. Yeah, it's so hot. Jeans are so thick. It's back so back. hot. And you're playing in Those California. Wranglers. We're supposed to be believing that they're playing in California and in L.A. especially. They're not wearing those. Osh, kosh, begosh. So that's number one. The 60s. Number two. <laughs> I guess I should say three things. Number two. The night game with the fireworks going off, it's still way too dark to be playing. You're not playing baseball with the fourth fireworks. Fourth of July. It's the fourth it's of July. July. You're not playing baseball. Or either that or they, they do fireworks right they there. Take it either serious. that. Either that or they totally over, uh, oversold how dark it would be and how late that game would be playing. <laughs> Let's Fair be enough. honest. It's not getting dark till like 9.30 at night. So there's no way those kids in fifth grade, their parents are like, eh, just go play in the baseball. There's the 60s. 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 Parents are all on LSD. They don't know what the hell's going on. Okay, third thing, <laughs> thing, third thing that always bothered me, the, the PF Flyers scene where he changes out of the exact same pair of PF flyers to <laughs> put fresh. on to put on put a fresh pair on <laughs> new grips. <laughs> it's so with you. It would have been so much better had he gone from a different pair of shoes into the PF flyers. Sell the yeah. PF flyers for what they. But he needs to slam on the brakes. Definitely. He needs no. fresh grip. Yeah, 
I also didn't he's like that. He's wearing beast. JR, he's wearing the exact same pair of shoes. He's peddling the beast. They're the exact same I also same felt pair. that the, they should have got the red PF Flyers. Yeah. The black ones. No, blue. Good. Go with the go with the Dodger blue. Do something, Ooh, dude. Dodger no, blue. Yeah, no, all nice. black PF Flyers, 1960s. Blue jeans. Yes. Uh, I don't know. All of those things are necessary. No, I think two I to think, one. I think he's I'm got, winning. I think, I'm sorry. I'm I think right. they should. <laughs> I, I think they should. I think the Jets should have went with a different player expert. I will I give you. It would just think about how it could have contributed to the. Uh, the aura of Benny the Jet had yeah. they gone with a different shoe and Dodger blue, yeah, in a different, okay. and then he switches over to those PFLs, PFL or like Converse in particular. Oh, they missed out on a marketing opportunity there. That's all Huge. I'm gonna say. You could have made money hand over fist. Huge, I agree with that. Yep. you could have Benny the Jet models. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could have really sold. You could have had a model for every kid. I think they should have. Yeah, I think they should have gotten Dodger. Last blue. thing they always thought about, and it's not really a realism thing. How bad. Would the beast's breath be when Smalls or is it Yeah Yeah sitting there? Oh yeah. The face of them. <laughs> I, I like I watched that the other night and I was dying laughing. Apparently they how put bad uh, apparently they put was. baby food on in Smalls's face so that the dog would lick it. Oh my god! <laughs> so how <laughs> gross is that? They so probably did it gross. That's awesome. Scenes. I was gonna say how many? T- you know the director just awesome. like, hey, can we screw with this kid even more? Yeah. Just put stuff all over just his face. What else can we get this dog to lick off his face? Oh, this kid's it. being bullied, anyways. Keep I it going. It. All right. This movie is basically some of the fake things you said, Webb. I'll give you that. In the game against the rich kids, some of those hits. Those were terrible. They were like oppo. They were on the ground. I'm like, those are outs. Doesn't matter. Small is an atrocious baseball player. Yeah, we know that. Okay, <laughs> it's a guaranteed out. <laughs> this is to me so realistic of like growing up with your yes. friends yeah. and playing baseball. It's the neighborhood yes. kids. I I'm gonna give a shout out to the guys in PEI. We played in a thing called the BYBL, the Backyard Baseball League. We had a league with teams and trades. We had a commissioner of our league. It was more (laughs) serious often than our organized games. We took those so serious. We had our neighborhood charge. Paul's traveling all stars that took on other neighborhoods. In seven-game series, our team would go play another group of guys, and we played road games at their field, and they would come home to play at our field. That's we awesome. had, like, uniforms with their names on the back. We took it often more serious than our league games, and that's a true story. I love the feel of it, and I grew up with some of that. Not to that extent, but, like, it was intense, and I love the nostalgia of it and the romanticism. I connect with it so much on this movie. So, for me, that's very real of, like neighborhood sandlot base did we wear pants no we wore shorts yeah. with too high of socks and probably umbros but uh Simple, it didn't yeah. matter because we had don't, our teams and don't we get had a no players. reason boner and umbros. <laughs> no one in nrv we <laughs> pretended we were different teams we had the mets the blue jays the red Sox. you name it we those were our teams and Damn right it was wicked i remember i got traded from the blue jays to the mets one time so like you could Ooh. it was unbelievable you're like stroman Oh, it was. Oh, we had to blow up our team because we were so bad. We blew our team up and like dispersed us around, and then we had to refire. Oh, yeah. We had funny. like one guy pretended he was Keith Hernandez. <laughs> he called himself <laughs> Mr. Double. Magic Logie. That's, That's unreal. So, a lot of nostalgia. So, shout out to the Backyard Baseball League guys out there. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Jamie. You're 100% right there, JR. We we actually, on my, my street, we had a lot of kids on my street, and we had a we had this lot down the road where. 
they had planned to build a house and somebody had bought the property, but they didn't end up get around to it. So it was the empty lot, we called it. And we played ball there. On Indian Road. Yeah. I you know, know exactly where it is. Oh, yeah. Time, it's still yeah. empty. Time. Still, still empty. empty. They used to build ice rinks there in the winter, too. Yep. So we called it the empty lot, and we played baseball there. And we had rules. like We played with a tennis ball because it was the perfect distance for that. And if you hit it across the street and landed on one of the front lawns within the foul territories, it was a home run. If it landed on the street, ground will double. Anything within was in play, and you That's and you right. go. And we never had enough for like players, so we had ghost runners. That was our thing. Absolutely, yeah. everybody played ghost runners, right? So yeah, a hundred percent, all that stuff. But we had that before this movie came out. Even and I remember when this movie came, out, it was big for us. Uh, the outrageous stories that you always came up with, and the massive exaggerations. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. like the beast. That was like totally realistic. That's what you did as a kid. The connections the kids had, where you're razzing each other, but you would. Kill any other kid that tried to touch one of your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% there. If they were from two streets over. Yep. The the kid who was a complete stud, Benny the Jet, we always had one of them. When I was a kid, it was John Groffalo on my street. He was an absolute stud at every sport he played, and he was unreal. Uh, I thought they captured the era extremely well. I, I just felt like the 60s were all captured in there. I thought it was really well. The the way the clothes they were wearing, the oh, garb, yeah. the jeans, all of that stuff. Uh, the last thing I want to July celebration is legit. Too. That was oh, legit. The street parties, yeah. Like, remember that, like I the block that. parties. Yeah. Like, you, you, I remember having that. That's too, what I miss or, now. Yeah. It's you don't just have not that, especially with COVID, right? Yeah. So, uh, one thing I wanted to mention with realistic too, Benny the Jets stash when he ends up making the majors, it would have been totally appropriate for the late seventies or early eighties or whatever time that mm-hmm. was when they were playing there. That would have been yeah. around that because this is sixty-two. They're kids. He's like they're. So it might have been like early 80s if he's at the tail end of his career. Uh, unrealistic, Benny outrunning the Mastiff, the Beast, for 20 minutes across town. That, that, that dog is going to catch him. Like, I know Benny's quick, but that's a long time running with that thing chasing after him. Dogs are super fast. Uh, and Bill is still giving Scotty an ass whooping after taking his ball. I mean, oh, that's a yes, Ruth yes. autograph ball. Yes, the era then when they, when like spanking your kids and all that stuff was well in play. Oh, yeah. Um, and the that, fact that James Earl Jones is parting with a murderer's row ball just to come have two 13 year olds come talk yeah. baseball with him too. I mean, that's, a, that's a bit, that's a bit of a stretch. And, and not only that, uh, like this is what I've always said about autographs. I don't want to go buy an autograph online, even though there's an autograph picture of Tony Hawk on there. Although the only reason I have a picture of Tony Hawk autographed on my wall is because I follow Tony Hawk on Twitter. And Tony Hawk said, I'm I'm signing 50 of these pictures. And every dollar that I, I'm signing them for $20 each and every dollar that I get, I'm donating to this charity. So I jumped on it. So I feel like there's a personal connection there, even though I don't know Tony Hawk, but I love Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk. I'm a huge Tony Hawk guy. But anyway, as I say that, well, that's hanging in my thing. But I just, I feel like autographs, anybody, anybody that you get an autograph from, it's way more personal when you get the autograph or there's a story, a personal story connected to it rather than being like, you took my personal autograph Babe Ruth ball and squandered it like destroyed it in this game but i'm getting this murder rose row ball from somebody i don't even know and maybe he drew it on himself yeah, i don't know for all i know you know what i mean like yeah it's just the autographs to me have a personal connection when it's something you need purpose that's why i think recently you guys the viral video stupid. of uh mj signing the air or jordan ones for the per- people on the boat 
Oh, MJ, that's cool. Florida MJ is on a whole other level. He's so cool. He's super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Hey, guys. <laughs> Just hammering stogies, hanging out on his fishing boat. Yeah. Fishing, quote, unquote, fishing boat. Yeah. Catch 23. Yeah. It's, it's a sweet boat. So that's all I had for that. But uh, let's jump into the soundtrack. Soundtrack music was composed by David Newman, who has composed over 100 feature films, including Little Monsters, The War of the Roses, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, The Mighty Ducks, Honeymoon in Vegas, The Air Up There, and Tommy Boy. He is the brother of legendary film composer Thomas Newman and the cousin of one of my boys, Randy Newman. Oh, yeah. You know? You know the song I love, Randy? And I have his album. I bought it recently, actually. And uh, you know the the song, I Love L.A.? Mm-hmm. I love L.A. And oh, yeah. I, so, I... Like Beverly Hillcop? No, what movie is it's it? It's in one of those movies. It's one of those movies. Yeah, I think it might Aquel. be... Might yeah, be be, one of might be Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. I think it might be. Um, the one of the cool things is when El, when the Dodgers won the World Series, the first song that played over the loudspeakers while they were celebrating was "I Love." That's cool. I remember I that. Yeah. It was a really cool song. Um, actually, Noda was in. It was in uh, Three Men and a Little Baby." I think. Oh, uh, okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, his extent so. David Newman's extended family has racked up 92 collective Academy Award nominations in various music categories. Yikes. No it's big insane. deal. Wow. He's got a pretty, pretty legit. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? Sorry, that was a big intro for David Newman. Anything from that era I like. Yep. I can always connect with any tunes from that era. So, again, I'll be quick and brief. Love all those soundtracks. Love the tunes from the 60s. I love it, Web. It's the early 60s, right? It's that, like... In between 60s, it's before like the Hendrix and like that acid mm-hmm. rock area. It's the, it's the like late 50s, early 60s soundtrack. Like you get groups yeah. like the Drifters in there. Drifters, uh, yes. Yeah, you get like, uh, uh, they're not in there, but like the same. I always think of like, Mrs. Webster loves this song, the Shang- Shangri Laws and like Leader of the Pack. Like you get those kinds of tracks in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like fantastic. I mean, could you have put other tracks in there, like some maybe some early Motown and things like that to represent that era? Sure. But again, L.A., that that time frame, maybe a little Beach Boys. I don't know. But again, just it's a fantastic soundtrack. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel nostalgic for that era. It does exactly that. Um, tequila, the tequila on oh. the on the <laughs> yes. the old octopus slash scrambler ride. I don't, I don't even know what that tilt a whirl slash like, yeah. whatever that is. It was like a tilt a whirl meets the scrambler, scrambler meets oh. the octopus. Oh, like, yeah, awful. it's like a it's Round a combination. Uh, fantastic. And then post concussion syndrome. Just thinking about it. Oh, uh, great. Great track for the the rich kids, the Booker T and the MGs. Like, That's what yeah, I was gonna ask I, you. I love, that track? Yeah, the Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions. Ding, 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 ding. I'm butchering it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I love it. Great one. Great track. Uh, yeah, fantastic soundtrack. I picture that being like Summerside rolling up on their bikes. Oh, and P and, and Charlottetown putting a whooping on them. Absolutely. Did Summerside time. get teams in this backyard league? I need to no. know more of this backyard league. This sounds amazing. <laughs> the backyard it might be league. Up to be its own we backyard. had, uh, yeah, we had. A, there was us. There was the Birchwood Bashers. There was Brighton. There was us. We were Paul's traveling. All these the are all. Yeah. These are all like kids in your street. No, like our group of people that play baseball together. Yeah. That's and then we jet. would go play in uh, the Birchwood Bashers. That's and this is like, just like you guys all getting on the horn, calling each other, making like, it hey, happen. Yeah. Hey, like Timmy over on like Birch Street they wants to play They want to take us on. 
That's amazing. And we were pull all called. Do you ever guys? You guys ever wage or anything like ball cards or anything? No, we one time used With pride. Oh, one time against the uh, Brighton team, we my, used uh, upper a, deck uh, 1990, 91 uh, upper deck high series set against yours. <laughs> this was a we were outmanned one time. We had a bunch of people hurt and or sick or something like that, and we used a uh, the the. <laughs> A baked potato one time. Come on, JR. This is a dead true story. That's pure PI. We used a baked potato to overthrow at third base to get Craig McMillan out. On of course, she used a potato. I'm dead serious. We did that. Did you eat it after? No, Ross McMillan showed up with a big... He goes, boys, I know we're in trouble. I have, a, I, have a, I have an idea. And I was like, what? He's like, I have a potato. And then we held the potato and we used it to over, protect, fake an overthrow and we tagged him out at third. Jesus <laughs> Christ. This is a true story. You know, you How know what are you right there? I, that's super you know what's really, won, baby. You know what's really we heartwarming won. now, though? Like, Because uh, I feel like kids now don't do that anymore. Oh, you know God. It's playing. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I feel like... It's we, all prearranged. I feel like it's lost. I feel... And, and I know I'm sounding like a boomer or whatever you want to call me, but... Um, um, I did feel very relieved in the sense that, uh, so my good friend, Pat D and Dana Gowdy, uh, their kids, Colton and Jameson, they, they have this awesome place and they have this backyard where, you know, Pat and Dana have really like put a lot of work into it. They, in the winter, Pat builds a rink and in the summer they have this area where they play baseball and stuff and nice. like wiffle ball. Uh, I got them one wiffle of those, ball. uh those balls that you can throw like funky stuff or whatever. oh yeah. yeah yeah with a bat and stuff so anyway like i'll pop over there sometimes on friday afternoons and uh and the kids are out back and they're having a ball and they have like all their buddies over and they have rules and they make them all up and they're holding each other accountable to the rules and they're love it you know what i mean like and and they have it's like the best weird, part they have like fun weird rules because they don't always have the right amount of players right so they're like they set up like pads, and if they throw it to the, if they hit the pad before the kid gets to the base, it's like out, you and they have different rules, right? Like it's so, it's so cool to see that because I'm like, yes, that's the lost what we art did. of play. It's what we did as a kid, and when you it's, didn't, it's kid habit. focused play where kids are making all the rules. That's right. why, you know, when you hear kids making up these games, you're just like, I, I just sit back love and it. love it. Yeah, I love like. It. You know, I still, these kids all the time tell me about this game, Grounders. I still need a manual on how to play this game, but it seems like it's the funniest game oh, in the I love world Grounders. to me. Yeah. I'm that. good at it. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, I remember we used to play Nine Grounders. Lives and all those games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Red Ass. Red Ass. Yeah. Red Ass. They got to play Red Ass back. <laughs> <laughs> Red Ass and you actually had to be then standing there's the ball on the wall day where they whipped at. threw all the balls off the roof. Oh, yeah. That's us. That's Christmas Day. Yeah. Damn right. That was Christmas Day in September. Love doing that. Loved it. All right, let's get into our wrap-up. Where do you have this ranked among all-time baseball movies? Where do you have it among all-time sports movies? Baseball 1, all-time sports 2. Wow. Excellent. Didn't even hesitate. Good for you, JR. Dead on. Not even a question. And it's a close to almost a 1A, 1B. I like it. Wow. I like it. Absolutely. This is it. I, I, I challenge people out there. Baseball, baseball, it's not, baseball I'm going to say it's 1. Uh I don't remember what I gave Field of Dreams. I feel like I gave Field of Dreams one now that I go. It's been so while. But it's a great movie. Yeah, it's but fantastic. Film. I think that I, I love this movie for the same reason I love Field of Dreams and that it, there's the nostalgia piece to it. And it just seems like it romanticizes baseball. It's pure. Everything about exactly. this movie is pure. And Always so there's. Sunny. And it's very well written. Like Amazing. we talked about how all these movies in the early 90s and late 80s were kind of like shitty writing. Yeah. There's no holes in the plot for this one for me. Had a hard time. Um, we're picking on like where guys were standing on the baseball. That's what I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> like 
<laughs> there's nothing about this movie that's not really no. authentic to me. So I, I love that. I, yeah. I mean, obviously we can identify with playing baseball as kids in the neighborhood and, and all that. So it's higher for me in terms of all time. Yeah, I'm going to go high too. It's probably in my top five. I don't know if I'd go 1A, 1B, um, but baseball is never my number one sport. So that's my, that's my Fair. thinking. I've got this number three on baseball. Very, very close. Like those one, two, three could go be interchanged very quickly. All actually one is going to be where it is. That's Bull Durham for me. Um, all time sports movies, it's number 10, but it could easily be number, you know what I mean? Like, 10 mm-hmm. through 3. Depends on the day. 10 through 3 could be wherever. Like Those are very, 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 very close for me. So it's it's top 10 all-time and top 3 all-time baseball. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. JR, def- I, I will vouch for you on this one. JR shows this movie to his kids every year. I love it. Uh, Thank you. I do. Maybe twice a year in you, some, some cases. Days. Yeah, a lot some to years. be learned. There's a lot. There, a lot. There is a lot of it. Like, JR loves this movie the way I love Rudy. Yeah. Yep, that's, I do. That's the equivalent. Yeah. And, no and I one, show this movie a lot too, but I... I, I love Rudy. No one too. dislikes it. No. You never... Because you, you connect. Everyone yeah. can connect at different points to it. Yeah. The other day, the other day I... Uh, you guys saw, the other day I put the the Rudy record on. Love. I, I listened to it. It's a great one. I listen to it at least three times a week, back, front and back. And... Cleo and I were listening. She loves it. She loved the movie. She loved it. She loves to listen to the record. And she'll sit there and draw while I drink my coffee and we listen to the record in the morning. And I and I and I said the other day, and we had we had watched Rudy recently. I said, Man, this makes me want to watch the movie. She goes, Why don't we? Nice. <laughs> nice. We watched it. Nice. Awesome. And oh, the yeah. and the brainwashing is complete. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She loves that stuff, so it's great. All right. Well, let's get into our draft this week. I think we're gonna we're gonna have a fun draft this week, and we're gonna we're gonna tie it to the movie. So you guys, uh, everybody that's watched this movie remembers the famous yet disgusting scene where the kids chew the tobacco and then they go on the ride, whatever the hell we called it, the <laughs> octopus tilter world, scrambler, and scrambler, whatever, and yeah, Lake all Ontario Park. <laughs> So that kind of reminds us of all of childhood and in modern day where you're going to the fair every year or you're going to the carnival or wherever it is, right? So, <laughs> so our draft topic is the things that you see and or experience at the local fair or carnival. So top things that you see and or experience at the local fair or carnival. These would be good or bad. Oh, I think yeah. we can, we're going to open it up here. So let's go with web think, number No, one. I think you get dibs this week. Do I? Yeah, we're in the new Raj. Kind of. Right, all right. This is yeah. this. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna christen the new crib. This Jared, is yours. I'll buddy. let you go second. I'm going right. completely off. Yeah, the wrap cuff. it up. Yeah, oh I'll go. God. I'll go third. I'm going okay. completely off the cuff. I got nothing pre-planned. I so. like vacation, Grumpy Web. Yeah. I like. I do. He's a he's a, he's a pretty happy back, guy. Back's a little tight, but that's about it. I saw the beard's a little shorter. That sunflower beard did a number on me. I may be, you know, yeah. seeing six for the next three days because I feel like that may put partial blindness in my eyes. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm gonna kick it off with the pretty obvious one. I'm gonna go with drunk carnies with dirty fingernails and cigarette-stricken vocal cords. Jesus Christ, that's very specific. <laughs> Everybody knows those drunk carnies with dirty fingers. You forgot the questionable body odor. <laughs> and cigarette-stricken vocal cords. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Look at the they fingernails. That's, that's one that's underrated. It doesn't get talked about much. You got to look at the fingernails. Oh, all right. Skitty fingers. Okay. Okay. You're going to remember I said that. You're going to remember I said that. All right. I got to go with the live okay. studio audience. So, JR is losing his shit. Where right we now. had ours out east in Charlottetown. It was called the Bill Lynch Shows. It came every uh, August. And um, it's called Old Home Week. So I don't even know if they're doing it out there. Probably with COVID. I'm not sure. Anyway. So they would come. It was a traveling carnival. And they would come set up the rides. And it was always by the horse track at the fairgrounds. And then the day before the official opening, they used to have half price day and let you test the rides. <laughs> Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> any, any like... The very first day, you're like essentially guinea pigs. You'd be like you on these little helmet on. Old shocky over there. Did you go with your ge- hockey gear on? <laughs> no, you just went on it. It would be half price. And you're like, all right, let's do it. Is did that you ever see anybody go for a rip? No, I never, but holy cow. Could you imagine? Holy shit. Half price like, day. Did you have to sign a waiver? No, you just showed up. Big Tom just threw him on there. <laughs> Big the Tom's like, hey, half price. Get yeah. the fuck on the Big oh, Tom's like, sweet, sweet, sweet. Discount. Free babysitting for six hours. It's a discount. It was, that's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's unreal. Oh, my God. How do I follow that up? Okay, I'm going with rides. I'm going to go with, uh, Jamer, you'll remember this one from the old Kingston Fall Fair when we were kids. Or the Kingston X, as they used to call it. The 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 townie version of the Ooh, Toronto X. Yes. Uh, I'm going with the Gravitron. Yes. Oh, I was oh, hoping you'd well say The Gravitron was the, the sweetest ride. For those of you that don't. Have they never, brought it back. Have never experienced the Gravitron. Uh, think of your your traditional UFO type ride where you have to sit in and you lean against this wall and as you spin, you the gravity the wall. gravity takes over and you are stuck to the wall and you. Can... I introduced Cleo to the Gravitron the last time the fall oh, fair. Was, boy. Was oh boy! Oh, it was a weapon and it always smelled slightly of urine. I'm so glad you said that, Web, because I wanted to tell this really quick story. So I saw somewhere recently where somebody posted on Kijiji. Somebody was selling a Gravitron for 30 grand. <laughs> Come on. And somebody was Come trying on. to. It was somebody in Kingston that I know was trying to uh, get a bunch of people to buy it. To pool in to that's buy amazing. it. That's <laughs> amazing. How <laughs> wicked is that? Put it in your yard. Put it, yeah, that's it's the old Somebody in the country like that. that has space, right? Like throw amazing. Gravitron. And every year have like multiple Gravitron parties. Yeah. That's going the old Gravitron. <laughs> I actually was like, got to the point where I'm like, I, th- I think I responded and I said, if you can get up to like. 20 people going, I'll pitch in thousand. Can, can you know, imagine 1200 bucks for it yeah. or whatever? Imagine a CAT scan of the guy who worked the Gravitron. Oh in my the God. Oh crazy. God. Yeah, the guy that sat in the middle, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because when I went on the Gravitron with Just Cleo, microwaves going through. Because oh I, I used to go on the Gravitron all the time. And I remember, first of all, now I can't even sit in a swing anymore. Like, okay. when, I, when I go on a swing, I get like. Vertigo? Vertigo. vertigo. Oh, yeah. Fucked up, right? My head. I've had too many concussions. I'm fucked. But when I went on with Cleo, I was trying to, I was like trying to be like, hey, let's try it out. And she was scared. And I'm like, no, I'll go with you. And then when I got on there, she was loving it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I came out of that. I didn't and feel the right. Paddles, the stupid paddle things that you lay against yeah. or the, the boards that slide yeah, yeah. up and down while you're trying to move left and right. I didn't feel, I didn't even feel right to drive home like an hour later. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was in a old, tough spot. Old brain scrambler. Oh. All right. I'll, sa- I'll save the next one because it's another classic ride. So I'll save that one. Hopefully I get it in the third <laughs> round. I'll go with uh, 
badass cotton candy. The only Ooh. time you would ever get it would be. Crusty. Yeah. Gross. Super gross, crusty. Been sitting there for a couple days. Way too long. Oh. It's been like, it's like we're in Kingston and they finally showed up from like Perth or somewhere. They've been a couple days getting to Kingston. We're getting the fall, the fall fair. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with that one. Number Good two. Good call. All Good right. Call. It always had a stench to it. Oh, oh. yeah. But- All right. I'm going to go back to the Bill Lynch shows. Um, we had, you know, those anchor games where you spin the thing and it'd be like anchor heart oh, or whatever. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. put like a quarter yeah, down yeah, this, that, and the other thing. at the stag and those. Oh yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah. it. In Ontario, that seems to be with us. And our carnivals, we had those too. So you had the skid carney announcing and then you had the other skid who picked up the money. Yeah. Yeah. Who would just go around with the money in that little like uh, apron that like Carla Tortelli wore on Cheers and found the money. <laughs> Carla Tortelli. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my last image is... The skit announcer who had put over the microphone like I'm holding. And he would spin it. And it's spinning all bets in. And sorry. And he would have like a face cloth over top of the microphone. Basically because he'd be salivating on its own. Oh <laughs> and the speaking voice. The voice and tone. Voiceless. And we were like seven. He didn't care if you were gambling. Yeah. Go ahead. I remember just putting money down, quarters, whatever. Anyway, that's my image of that and the tone of the carnies and the carny who picked up the money and he sometimes would drop the quarter, but sometimes Amazing. wouldn't. I love it. Nicely done. All right, I'm going to go rigged carny games. Nice. So those are all like the ring toss, classic rigged carny games where like the rings are like super bouncy and they're not going to land on the super bouncy glass bottles. Um, there is one game though at the Kingston Fall Fair where like I'm, all, I'm pretty sure I might be banned from now because I... I figured it out. You know the one where you got to toss the ball in the basket? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I can't lose at that game. So I know the trick. All you have to, first of all, I have longer arms. So you, they make you stand behind a thing with your feet. But you have to really cook the backspin on the ball. And you have to land it on the, like, the underside of the basket. You're talking about the peach basket one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Because so, you know there's a spring in the back. Yeah. I've actually talked to people and they said there's a spring in the back of the basket that makes the ball shoot out. And it's like on a slight slant. So what you have to do though is really cook a hard backspin on the ball. Land it on the underside of the basket so that it basically deadens it when it reaches the spring. And it just kills it. And I I swear to God, every time I go every year, I get Cleo this massive... Because you get it, you can get a big prize. So I've gotten her huge stuffies to the point where she's like, I have too many of these. I don't want it anymore. And I, I start when I always go and I just win one and I give it to a kid. I, I, the last couple of years, I've just given it to the other kids. So what you're saying is this. I've figured out the carnies. You beat the carny at something that the carny probably didn't go to high school science for. They get mad. Because they probably dropped out in the seventh grade. You outsmarted the carny. I I even smarted the (laughs) carny. It's called ninth grade science, carny. The last time the last time I fifth grade science. The last time I was there, I remember I was so cocky. I walked up there like like Connor McGregor just strutting up. BDE walking into the carny. I walked in heavy. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember, I, I I nailed. Carney was cocky. I said, "You sit there and you just learn, kid." And I nailed it. And then I and then I got one for Cleo. And I and I nailed the next one. And I gave it to the kid in line. And I go, "Give me another one." 
and I nailed it too. And I gave it to the next kid in line and then they were getting pissed at me. And I was like, Hey buddy, I get to sit here and do this all day. I'll just give these away. <laughs> Clear your stock out. And he's just like, beat it. Like, you literally, showed up fourth grade dropout. <laughs> I got into it with the guy. He's <laughs> like, there's people in line. You have to let other people Can have their turn. Amazing. I was going to be like, hey, do you guys all want me to win you one? I'll just win you one. He was like, you need to move along. There's people in line. I was like, all right. You need to see a dentist, but it doesn't matter here or there. I'm still here, Carney. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Sorry, I went long on that one. <laughs> My next one is ridiculously overpriced ride tickets at oh, fairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I can literally go to like Six Flags or... Darien Lake is cheaper Canada's than the Carnies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Wonderland. I can, I can probably go to Disney, maybe. For cheaper than it is to ride the rides at the goddamn <laughs> drive to Disney. Fair. Oh, Seriously, that's funny. amazing. Oh, that's I, it funny. was like it ended up being like twelve tickets for me, Jazz, and Cleo to ride the Ferris wheel, and the Ferris wheel takes ten minutes to load and unload to get on. You're like standing there forever, and it cost me like fifteen bucks for the three of us to ride the Ferris wheel. But that's for ridiculous. about two minutes. Oh yeah. man, that's just insane. Oh, I don't know how all good. these kids can afford it. That's so good. Well, they, the, the, fair, the fair usually comes at the 1st and the 15th of the month. <laughs> okay. It's Just true. putting that out there. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I have so many that I could Whoops. go with right now. Um, I'm going to go with this one. How about a shout out to... All the men that hang around the mallet thing you have to hit. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Every strong man in the city. Let me show you how tough I am, Junior. But yeah, so it's always You're some guy, always some guy out on his first date with some girl like trying to look cool. Takes off this bad jacket, probably a little too tight of a t-shirt. On. Bad jacket. <laughs> some ugly heart tattoo showing, and then takes the mallet and just you know the guy sewers him or something the carny because he's, he's a shyster carny, and then it only goes up like halfway. Gypsy. And everyone's like ha, ah! and then everyone's hanging around, and then you have like the peanut gallery, well soft. It's not very strong. I can do that. <laughs> I love the comments. Yes. From like, let's call it, it's males. And <laughs> why don't you do it? Well, you know, I got a bad shoulder. Eh? I got like, a bad shoulder. That's even better watching the guys after just going all out trying to kill it. I love it, Webb. Oh, amazing. Okay, I'm going to bring some uh, class back to this draft. You know, it's kind of off the rails. <laughs> I'm going back to the rides. I'm going with probably the most famous slash infamous ride after the the gravitron i'm going with the zipper oh that was the zipper which is the combination oh. of the roller oh, coaster slash uh what do you call what, what ferris, you, wheel, ferris wheel slash what, what else would it be oh that's the one that spins it's in a cage. It spins but you're in a cage and oh, the cage god. spins oh, as god. you're spinning and there was a double zipper yeah oh god yeah 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 oh, and this oh that right yeah i'm going oh, with the zipper insane. that was that's that i have vivid memories of that Oof. one as a kid that and the loop I just got a Ooh. oh god! I just got a concussion thing. Ooh. Yeah, the zipper. Ooh. I'm going with the zipper to to end end it all. Oh, that's hard. <sighs> Couple shout outs. I got to give a shout out to every good fair has a demolition derby. Love oh, a good yeah. derby. Good derby. And uh, I also got to give a shout out to watered down French pop? fries with loads of vinegar and salt and legit hot dogs hot off the rollers. Pogos. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say watered-down fountain pot. I think, and too, we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout-out to um, the yep. name of the sandlot, the baseball throw. The baseball oh. throw. 
Gotta love the there baseball. We saw that. Knock down the old uh, three three no, pins. They give you the three balls and you throw them as hard as you can. You got to guess your oh, speed. Oh, that one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We were in Wonder Canada's Wonderland one year, and I remember this guy. His dad was just basically demoralizing his kid because he was. Yeah, he went Ontario hard. parent. He had a full mullet with GTHL. like a cutoff shirt. GTHL. He went full full Monty on him. Yeah, it was he really did. Amazing. Interesting. Amazing. There's so many we could keep going on about. Yeah. Let us know either in jail or therapy at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jail or therapy. (laughs) A little bit of both, maybe? A little bit of both. I don't know. Amazing. Perhaps. Oh, that's funny. Well, Webb, tell them where to head us up. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening and engaging with us on social. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Please continue to engage with us on Twitter at Big League Flicks and on Instagram at Big League Flicks Pod. Check us out on YouTube and also on on, uh, TikTok. And let us know what's your crazy carny story uh, because I'm sure everybody's got one. So cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Take care, everyone. This was fun. Big League Flicks, Jordan, Christian, and Jammer talking movies about sports and the glitz and the glamour. Got a cold beer pairing for the leading lady staring. Fun facts and trivia and man rocket comparing. Soundtracks and music, they'll rate all these things. Was it real or did they lose us as the fat lady sings? Talking junk, have a giggle. Comedy, drama, romance. Did the film deliver six to noon in my pants? With their big bag of tricks, these podcast critics. Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks. Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks. Jordan Christian and Jammer!